Greetings. Wow, I'm finally doing it. My first podcast. I've thought about this for such a long time. Now it's here and I have no clue where to start. I think the biggest reason I wanted to start doing a podcast is because it's one of my weaknesses. The sound of my own voice sort of haunts me whenever I hear it. I used to spend a lot of time on stages, but it was never in a public speaking role. I could sing, I could dance, I could act and do everything. I could lip sync to George Michael with a painted beard on my face. But as soon as someone would hand me a mic to speak into it casually, I feel like I would freeze. Fuck. What if I sound stupid? Can they sense my stuffy nose? Don't say like too much. Don't say um. Shit. Don't swear. What is my goal with this podcast for listeners? Well, to enjoy, laugh, maybe learn some shit. I don't want my listeners to feel stressed or on edge for a less controversial topic to come up. Don't get me wrong. I'm a walking controversy. I have my good days, and then I have my days where my wife just shakes her head at me. I can be embarrassing. I can be that belligerent parent in the school office. I can be the dancing queer in the Walmart parking lot who poses in front of a brother's Cadillac because he's blasting ain't too proud to beg with his windows down. But you know how I know he had a gold tooth? Because I made him smile. That's what this podcast is about. This is not a PG-rated show, but if you can look past the profanity and the awkward stories and my stuffy nose most of all you'll experience a great journey through my life and my daily routine My first guest is very near and dear to my heart. She is truly one of a kind and graciously agreed to be my guinea pig for the first episode. This is Hi, How Are Ya? with my friend, Crazy Amy. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. You want to talk about India? Sure. Cool. You've been back for a little bit now. What, what are your thoughts on it? It's three weeks today. Yeah. It wasn't the experience I wanted it to be. Okay. I had, I never had a bad time while I was there, but I didn't have as great of a time as I wanted to have. So what were you expecting? I didn't experience enough in Mumbai or enough in Chennai to really know the city. I left Delhi three times while in my week there. I don't really think I got a good feel of each individual city enough. If you could go back, which city do you want to like look at more? Oh boy. Well, that's a that, that's a good question because there are some elements about the one city that I would not want to go back to. Okay. You don't have to name cities. Just right name anonymous. And then the other city, I definitely would love to experience more of the bohemian side of the city rather than the tourist side of the city. So what took you by surprise in a good way? The people. Meeting nice people. But everybody wanted to meet me. Everybody wanted to get a selfie with me. Why? Because I'm white. And they like white. Yeah, you are like poster child white. Yes. In a good way. I went to this one um, attraction. I don't even remember what it was. There were a bunch of kids hanging out there. And I walked through the line. My guide had access for me, VIP access. <laughs> so I got in front of like... Moving along, white lady coming through. <laughs> school kids. I stuck my hand out to like, you know, fist bump a couple of the kids. And some of them shied away. Other ones were like, yeah, man. Yeah, Tell white me. lady. Yep. That's awesome, though. I would have yeah. never thought that. It was amazing. So how many selfies did do you think you got taken? A hundred. That I know of. Were they like peeped? Were they like... 
tell me, tell me how in depth they were watching you. Well, I'm sitting on the train coming back from probably Jaipur. This guy is talking to his friend on, you know, and all of a sudden I see his friend's face and I start to see my face creeping up in the corner of this guy's phone as he's turning his phone to show his friend that he's sitting next to me on the train. <laughs> it happened on the boat to the Elephanta Caves in, in Mumbai. There's this lady sitting next to me, and all of a sudden it's on selfie, and she's turning it towards me. How did it make you feel, though? Mixed feelings. Sometimes I'm like, damn, you got some nerve. Just yeah. ask. Yeah. And then other times I'm like, well, please get my good side. <laughs> if they would have asked you, what would you have like done? Would you have been like, yeah, and pose really awesome? Or would you have... Totally. Cool. Of course, and then I'd invite the whole family. That sucks. Yeah, there was one guy. I went to this crazy mosque out in the middle of the ocean. It was very sad to walk on that promenade up to the mosque because there's all kinds of deformed people and poor people there begging. <sighs> but on the way back out, I see this guy totally taking a video of me with his with his phone. And um, as I walk by, I stick my tongue out and go, bleh. And he had to laugh from behind the camera. <laughs> so. What was the funniest thing you saw in India? So much. You were talking about cows, right? Yeah, cows everywhere. Doggies everywhere. Goats everywhere. They eat all the trash. I don't know. That's a good question. I have to think about that for a little bit. All right. We'll let you think about it. Okay. You want to do what would you do? Sure. I'll do whatever. If a close friend murdered someone for a good reason, but you couldn't go to the police and tell anyone about it, how would you dispose of the body? I don't know. It depends on why my friend did it and what was going on. Whether there was a reward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If there was a reward in it. Would you take care of the problem? Be like, all right. Depends on how much. All right, 50 50. Like, uh, what if, you know, like, I threw you under the bus? How much do, would you say would be worth it for me to throw you under the bus? No, not throw under the bus. Help you out. Oh, right, because you wouldn't, couldn't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah, like, you wouldn't tell anyone. Be like, you, you killed someone really bad. You know those scenarios? Oh, right. You on. can't go to the cops, but, you know. Okay. So, you got to get rid of this body and not trace it back to you. I just have a bunch of dogs eat it or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I could do a meat grinder, cook it off, <gasps> give it to some homeless people because you know oh, they that's need. Wrong. But they need a good meal. They need that. Winter's coming. That's true. You know, I'm thinking for them. I was thinking my dogs, but they can't process that much protein, and I don't want to like bulk freeze it because then the DNA is in my house. True that. Yeah, I like. I want it to be fed and gone, and you know those homeless people will lick that shit right up. Would the DNA be in your yard if your dog took dump in the That's yard? where, I don't know that either, so homeless people poop elsewhere. And cops have fun testing homeless people's poop. Jackie, she made the comment, she said, to burn the body because if there's no body, there's no crime. That's not true. You know what? Either way, if I go missing, first of all, it's been real. And secondly, check that fireplace. Nobody, no crime. <laughs> okay, I'll check the fireplace. <laughs> so I don't know which one is the best option. Oh, okay, so we were talking about something that people buy, and they all buy it to eat, but they never actually eat it. What was yours? Utensils. Yeah, that's right, utensils, yeah. Some other ones that I was thinking about were lemons and limes. People don't, like, not a lot of people actually eat it. They'll squeeze it in a drink or squeeze it in food. I don't know about that one. I don't know either. Squeeze in some part of it into the food. Yeah, like, where's the line of not eating? 
<laughs> I think yours is the best, the utensils. Chopsticks. Or butcher string, but you don't need that to eat. It's to prepare it. Ooh, chopsticks. Yeah, that's a good one. Corn husks. I've, yeah, I was just thinking. Those little corn-shaped pokey thingies that you stick in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, no crime. Seriously, because she watches a lot of Snapped. Like, she watches a lot of those crime shows. Like, I feel like she's a serial killer in the making. She really is into that kind of dark. Yeah. Thing, she? Talks about it all the time. Every day, there's some sort of, like, mystery whodunit. She's a little devious mind, I guess. I, I guess I just got to stay on her good side. So if you could learn any one skill in the world without trying, what would you want to learn? Without trying? Willpower. Willpower? And use it how? To make myself happier and then probably end up doing something something good for the people around me. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Inner strength? Inner strength. Cool. A superpower would be cool, man. Yeah. See, I was thinking like contortion. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know why. I think because I'm not flexible at all and the thought of just like one day waking up and being limber and flexible. That would grow old. I'd always have a job though. That's true. Be like freaking Gumby. When I was in India, back to India. I was sitting in traffic. The traffic there is ridiculous. And there's a girl just doing the, the whole thing where she you know, takes her arms back and steps in and out of her body, putting the arms behind her back. Mm-hmm. And just in the middle of traffic, and people would just like hand her whatever, a couple cents here and there. That's crazy. Well, I know. I mean, as soon as you could just like walk around the street with a pail and be like, my arm is back here. I'm in the wrong line of business. Yeah, but it's kind of like that little Timmy effect, you know? You're, you're, <laughs> Timmy you know, effect. that little Sally effect. I know, know exactly what you're talking about. Cute little girl versus an old person. Oh, yeah, the, like the boys, they'll complain because, you know, the two are older, and if they go do something, mow a lawn or rake leaves or something, they give them like 10 bucks max. But our youngest goes out and he's like, 50 bucks for raking a yard of leaves or 50 bucks for shoveling their sidewalk and it's like he came home with more cash in one day than I make in a day at my job. That's pretty awesome. And I'm like you were out there for like five hours and you're in seventh grade. Little Timmy's lawn care. Little Timmy Monko. Little Timmy Monko. I said okay so I said contortion. My co-worker said mediumship so being able to speak to the dead and spirits. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. But what would it get you? Knowledge that you might not want? Yeah. Imagine you just want some quiet time and then you got Anne Frank coming down being like you can pick up Passover yeah just think of who would come out of the woodwork that you wouldn't want to talk to I don't know man there's a couple of douchebags that died that I wouldn't want to talk to I just can't think of any right now yeah I feel like there's a lot but pretty much anybody I don't want to talk to is still alive <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not in that I'm chatting away, aren't I? The other one was contouring makeup. To just instantly be able to wake up one day and contour the shit out of your face like a drag queen. You would just wake up and you know how to do it. Oh, that would be one of your superpowers? Yeah. Like yeah, but warping. once you know it, then it's, it's over. Then it's no longer a superpower. Does it, it doesn't have to be a superpower, though. Oh, it's just a gift. Just a gift. Just a skill. Oh, like, okay. I could be realistic and be like, oh, I want to do car repairs. Like, wake up and be able to fix ah, my I car. You. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
I wish I was more skilled at like home improvements because I can fix things, but it is so complicated for me because I have to YouTube everything. I have to look everything up. I have to figure it out and I end up going to Lowe's or one of those homo depots like eight times. To get everything you need. Yep. I know. Or I, I get the wrong size. <laughs> Right, feel you. That's how my projects go. I have a project I want to do, and I'm just like, yeah, till I figure it out, measure everything. I just don't have the space or the tools mm -hmm. to do it. That's just like cooking. I don't know how I got so good at that skill. And I'm not saying that conceitedly, but it's just easy. And I go in there and like, I don't even have to think. And I come out and like, damn, food. See, I have to think. I have to be given a recipe and told exactly what to do. Yeah. It took years learning how food pairs together. Yeah, I mean, some people can say, you know, just look it up and everything's on the internet now. You want to make the world's greatest chicken marsala, you can just, just type it in the doodad and boop, America's favorite chicken marsala. You know, don't you hate that when you go to look up a recipe and there's pages of this person's life story before you even get to the Yeah, I mean, recipes are owned by Food Network and all of those cooking channel tasty... I don't, I can't even, all recipes, like, it's almost like they're digital cookbooks now. They're digital encyclopedias for cooking. Instead of going to a store and being like, I want to find 200 simple 20 minute recipes for my working schedule. Yeah, nobody has their Rolodex anymore. Yeah, they don't even have cookbooks, you know. I Although that cookbook you gave me, I still have. Oh good. Yeah, but I like to keep the Pennsylvania cookbooks that probably aren't on the internet because it's like the, the weird Pennsylvania Dutch recipes. That's the stuff everybody wants. Yeah. Right. I ain't giving that shit up. Yeah. I'm gonna keep on to it and then I'm gonna publish it right before I die. <laughs> Be like, there you go, sucker. There's your rebel taters. If you could change sexes for a week, would you do it? Oh yeah. What do you envision your life would be like in the shoes of the opposite sex? Oh, wow, that's a good question. That people would be nicer to me. In what way? I think dudes would be more accepting and chicks would be flirty. Yeah, you, you, you'd probably be cute, especially with like the glasses and the silver fox look. Foxy, foxy, foxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't mean it like in that way at all. I just, I don't know, men tend to get more respect and women seem to sometimes act stupid around me. Yeah, I can agree with that. I didn't really even think about this, just in general. I don't know, that's pretty heavy. I think because... But it would be cool to pee standing up right on. Right, yeah, like... Off the balcony. How would you feel about just, like, randomly standing next to some dude peeing, though? I wouldn't care. Okay. I've seen that before. I've been... Yeah. That's I'm, a good deal. I mean, I've peed alongside of a highway, so, like, how would that be different? I don't... <laughs> I just think because I've been so gender fluid, I feel like I've partially lived without wanting to as a male. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. It, you know, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of moments where my gender comes into play into reasons why I can't or things that would hold me back or things that would make me different. Whereas, honestly, like, I hate to say it, but I feel like it would be easier to be a man, even though I would never want to be. Just think of all the hate. <laughs> they deal with so much hate. I don't feel bad for them, though, because, you know, they've, they've been dicks for a few years. Been dicks for a minute. Not all of them. It's time for a shift. I, I can lie It's never going to happen. Men won't let it. Oh, absolutely not. I think the funniest thing I saw was a video the other day of this man just saying that you will honor me 
and you will take my name and you will bear my children and I will fight for you. I will die for you. But your job is to take care of my children because if you're out there fighting the fight, who's taking care of the children? That's my job to go and be the protector. You feel me? Like standing on his hill, beating his chest. And he's like, I got so many women in my life. I don't want any more. I got daughters. I got grandkids. I got a wife. I got, you know, I'm just like, and I feel bad for them. That doesn't make any sense. He doesn't. And he he's African-American as well. That, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, I don't I don't expect all African-Americans to be liberals and be... But that was... Religion speaking, right? I hope so. I hope it's religion and it's not just narrow... Some people just don't know any better. The one thing we did talk about was dealing with spontaneous erections, though. Because if a woman is aroused in public, no one can tell. Unless she has hard nipples. Well, yeah. Okay, but you just put the purse or the cross your arms. and But, like, if a dude has a tent pop... They have to put their hands in their lap, cross their hands over their wiener area. Has anyone ever... Have you ever asked a man how they take it away without, you know, obviously doing the obvious? No, I've just seen them doing it. Just witnessing, witnessing the, the, the tuck and roll. Like the, yeah. I'm going to tuck it this way and... Yeah. <laughs> Hiding their little chubbies. Oh, God. Chubbs. Okay, you stumble across a suitcase in the forest. Inside it is a million in cash, but it has a blood-stained card reading don't inside of it. What do you do? Pick the fucking money. Don't say don't what. I really put some thought into this one. It means don't leave this money sitting here is what it's. Why says. would they put that in blood? Do your sacrifice. I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm just openly asking. But what's the point of it? I don't know. I mean, I do get the heebie-jeebies over shit like that. What I was thinking of doing was finding some, like, dirty crooks and setting up either a PayPal or, like, a Venmo and be like, yo, you send me a million in digital currency, cash is here, and then they can go get the bad juju. Or Bitcoin. Because then, like, the curse can't go from currency transition. Yeah, just throw the note away and take the money and cool. go it's very bold of you. Don't be a fool. Okay, last money question. If you won $10 million, oh. but you had to spend it in five days, what would you buy? Boy, ball. No stipulations, not like the lottery where you're like, oh, this payout is pay. Like, you get $10 million. I would just hire a lot of people, like all my family and friends, to be my personal assistants for the rest of my life. You to cook for me for the rest of my life. My friend Mary to so Be like, here's $1 million if you cook for me every day. Yeah, or five days a week. Shit, I was willing to do every day. At your schedule. I could have like a little drone drop it on your patio. That would be actually awesome. There's just so I many. Karaoke. I haven't karaoke in a long time. That would be fun. Do you know what's something? I've never done karaoke. Shut the front door. I did it one time, but they let us prep our song so it didn't count. So it was like a karaoke competition. I did that. Once. Yeah. That's the only thing I ever did. I lost. They invited me into this competition. I lost too. And I kicked these bitches ass. And they had weeks to practice. And I just went up there out of the blue. It was like, sang it a little hard out. Yeah, I lost too. Hey, it's cool to be a loser nowadays. I've been a loser all my life. <sighs> That's what makes you so awesome. I guess. Okay, this is the last question. And I picked this specifically for you because one, it made me laugh really hard. And two, it reminded me of you. Uh-uh. It's not bad. And it's not, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> you're playing poker with a tiger. You're holding... Yeah, I know. Tiger. So you're playing poker together. I kissed the tiger once. Oh, How big was it? It was a little, it was a little puppy tiger. Oh, okay. A kitty. It was at the MGM Grand in Vegas. And I, I don't know, my friend and I walked in and paid money to have her picture taken. Oh, was it one of Siegfried's little white little tigers? No, it was actually a lion. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> tiger at all. It's a big-ass cat. It was just a small-ass cat. 
Yeah, we paid money, we got our picture taken with it, and I kissed its butt because I could only touch the hind quarter area of the of the animal. Oh. Did you say Amy loves you? No, it was before Amy loves you. <laughs> but I probably actually I probably did say I loved it. That's probably one of my favorite things about you. <laughs> you tell every animal that. So you're playing poker with this tiger. Amy loves it. Amy loves it, yeah. You're holding a ten of clubs, a nine of clubs, and the flop is a nine of diamonds, a seven of hearts, and the jack of clubs. So you just have three in a row, basically, if that's what that's saying, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait a minute, five, ten, nine, and it's jack, nine, seven? Yeah, but the nine and seven are different suits. Right, but the jack and nine are, jack's the club. Ten and nine, okay. jack, ten and nine. Okay, so that's your hand. You notice that the tiger's tail is thrashing around violently and it seems to be completely unaware of what it's doing. It's like an involuntary action. Dig it. Kind of like poker face of the of the big kitty. It stares at you hypnotically and slowly places the minimum bet. Do you fold? Do you call? Do you raise? Or do you just run screaming? You call. Call? Yeah, I call. I got a pair. I got a pair of nine. You know, he could just be fishing. His tail's flopping, so I would say he just wants to see. Yeah, I think he's got nothing, but that's just me, and he's all nervous because he, he's going to lose either way. But sometimes they say when you have a really good hand, you have this little artery or whatever down here mm -hmm. in your neck that goes crazy, and your pupils flash. Okay. Very quickly. It's almost like in a millisecond. Okay. But, um... It's your body getting excited. I guess your endorphins kicking in. I don't know what it is. But there are actual physical so, things that happen when you have a kick-ass hand. So why would he only put the minimum bet? No, no, no. Hypothetically. To get you to call and, and get at least some money off of it. And what happens when you call? Depends. What we both have. He flips over his shit. And if he beats me, I just fold my hand. It's interesting. It's all relative to a lot of different things. Yeah. And how much I have in my stack. Because obviously if you're sitting there and they deal the hand, you're not going to run screaming. You know what's about to happen. You're about to play poker with a tiger. Right. I think the hypnotic part and the minimum bet are the two that I'm thinking about most. It's like, why is he trying to make you think something, but then he only puts the low ball amount down? Right. So I want to know the answer to that. I'm just going to call. What do you think would happen if he'd lose? Or she. I'm not gender specifying the, the tiger. I don't know. Do you think they would be a sore loser or would they? <laughs> you did it. I did what? You completed the questions. I did. Yeah, you did well. Hmm, thank you. I'm very logical. I'm glad you could join me today. Thank you very much for having me to this lovely podcast. Namaste. <laughs>